Hey, so this podcast is all about team building. And so I know that you are probably here because you're thinking about hiring or building a team, or maybe you've even started to do so, but still have a lot of questions about how to do it the right way. Growing your team is a huge step. Even if you're just thinking about it, I applaud you. And also, there are a lot of things that you might not even think about that can be absolutely disastrous for a newly growing company if you don't know that you need to be aware in advance. So I created a guidebook for you. It's called The 10 Pitfalls of Growing a Creative Team. And that's gonna help you avoid the things that can wreak havoc on your business if you're not careful. Things that I really wish someone had told me when I first started growing a team. It's a free guidebook, so you can download your copy right now. Just click that link in the top of the episode description, or you can go to hannahbjorndahl.com slash guidebook. That's H-A-N-N-A-H-B-J-O-R ndal.com slash guidebook. Hello, and if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Today's episode is the second episode of Refocus, a five-part series that's all about building foundational business strategies for the new year that will totally transform your business into a well-organized, strategic, and carefully structured organization so that you can grow and scale your business. So last week, I shared the four elements that I have used in my own business to double my company's revenue in two years, and even more importantly, get unstuck, prevent burnout, and live my best and most fulfilled life. So those four elements, just to review, are what I call your business vibe, V-I-B-E, which stands for vision, identity, business plan, and execution. So if you listened to last week's episode, you know I went over each of these briefly and gave a little introduction, but this week and in the next three weeks, I'll be going more into depth for each of these things. So today I'm taking a deep dive into the first one, vision. Get ready because this is the foundational episode that everything else builds upon. Let's get started. I'm Hannah Bjorndahl and you're listening to Everyone Wins. overwhelmed by all the things you think you should be doing in your business? Like you have a million amazing ideas that you know will make your business better, and yet you can't seem to find time to even accomplish one of them? Do you feel frustrated, disappointed, and maybe even a little bit guilty that you haven't reached that next level? I remember feeling this way too, and I have great news for you, my friend. It doesn't have to be that way, which is why I'm so glad you're here. Everyone Wins is a podcast for business owners like you, smart, successful, and passionate about your business. I'm here to help you achieve your best and most fulfilled life, one that is free from the burdens of all the shoulds and laser-focused on the things that will really make an impact, both on your business and your life. When I think of talking about vision, I get this burst of adrenaline. This topic is one that I truly believe should be front and center of every business podcast. If you're an entrepreneur, if you own your own business, 
this is the content that I really, really, really want you to hear before anything else on this podcast or honestly any other business education for that matter. Vision is all about reclaiming your life. When you started your business, chances are that the idea of freedom, endless opportunities, and getting to do what you love on a daily basis, those are some of the things that probably appealed to you the most. I bet you thought, because I know I did, just imagine, I won't have to clock in and out, I won't have a boss to report to, I could have flexible hours and take long vacations, I could sleep in if I wanted to, I could work from anywhere in the world, I can make my dreams a reality, I don't need anyone's permission. The sky is the limit. So did you have any of these thoughts in the past? Like I said, I definitely did. Leaving the rigid corporate world for a world that was filled with creativity and endless flexibility and opportunities, that was the dream for me. And again, I'm guessing it was for you too. But it wasn't many years after I had these thoughts that I found myself working more hours than my old job with less flexibility and about 50 new bosses, also known as my clients. While I did not at all want to go back to the corporate world, being burnt out as an entrepreneur was still better than selling advertising on the phone all day or sitting at a desk in a big office. The sparkly, shiny excitement of being my own boss had kind of started to fade. Worse than that, I felt at a loss of where to go from there or how to fix it. This was literally my dream job, so if I couldn't make this job work for me, what job would work? So I thought to myself, this must just be a phase. If I can just get over the hump and ahead of all this work, I'll enjoy my work and owning a business again. And when that really didn't seem to solve the issue because I could never quite get ahead of things, I started to think, oh, I just have to restructure how I do things. Maybe I need to outsource this one thing, or maybe I need to take on less weddings overall. I thought, oh, if I can just adjust this a little bit, things will get better. Nope. While I did go through many ups and downs, and there were moments that I would go back to loving what I was doing, when I stepped back and I looked at the overall theme of my work days, it was truthfully not that positive. If you listened to my episode a few weeks ago about how to tell if you are burnt out, all of those indicators were me, and none of the little things I was trying to do were working. None of the changes I was trying to make were working. I just felt really stuck. But the very worst part of this phase of owning my business was that I totally lost my passion for entrepreneurship. I wasn't excited about anything in my business. Just when I'd have a little flicker of hope or excitement, it would be extinguished by stress, overwhelm, or amount of work that I was not looking forward to. So I kind of went around and around in circles trying to fix the problem. I'm not the type of person that sits around and thinks that a solution is going to come to me. No, I wanted to figure this out. So rather than continuing to kind of feel sorry for myself, throw my hands up in the air and say, oh, well, I guess this is just how it is. I've tried everything. I took an even bigger step back and thought about what am I missing here? What more can I do to get myself in a place where I'm loving my job again? So I was actively looking for ways to get unstuck and back to that business that I love so much. And I was completely clueless where to begin. So the obvious next step, the thing that I saw was the very best thing I could do was to find outside help from someone who did know. So not long after that, 
I started working with a business coach. And after airing all of my frustrations and needs and hopes, we dug in and got to work. And one of the very first things that we worked on was this concept of vision, both the big picture outlook for my business, but also even more importantly, the big picture outlook for my life. So we started with writing a personal vision statement. And did I know what this meant? No, I had literally never heard of a personal vision statement before, but I learned quickly that a personal vision statement is a concise statement that summarizes at the highest level what your best and most fulfilled life looks like. It's a statement that totally transcends your business and looks at your life holistically. It answers the question, what do you want most out of life? When you understand the answer to this question, everything else in your life will slowly fall into place and the same is true for your business. So what does this have to do with your business growing and scaling, you might ask? It has everything to do with it. You must know yourself and what you most hope to get out of life because then and only then will you be able to build a business that powers that life. So the very first step of this whole refocus series and having a business vibe, a business that you can grow and scale and that works for you is deciding what do you want out of life, which sounds like a really big, intimidating question to answer, but there is a way to do this that isn't as overwhelming, that allows you to identify those important priorities and what your best and most fulfilled life looks like. And then to use that as a guiding light in all of your decision making. That's a big part of what this episode is about today, your personal vision and developing that and figuring out what exactly is my personal vision. So I want to pause for a second and address the realists in the group that are listening right now and thinking, well, it sounds nice to live this idealized personal vision life, but real life isn't like that. Life is messy. You don't always get everything you want. And it's foolish to idealize a dream life because life isn't perfect. Well, you are right about one thing. Life is not perfect. And a lot of things in life can happen that are totally out of your control. So it's true that expecting everything to always go perfectly right for you will only lead to disappointment. But I want to tell you a few things about this personal vision statement. First of all, A personal vision statement paints broad brushstrokes which describe your biggest priorities, not every single element of your life. We all have values, whether you realize it or not, you do have values in your life, things that you stand for, things that you believe in, things that are really important to you. And this is maybe a little bit cheesy, um, but if you are a fan of the band Mumford & Sons, they have a song from way back, one of their first albums, that has lyrics that say, where you invest your love, you invest your life. And I agree with this. And I would like to add, where you invest your time, energy, and resources, you also invest your life. A personal vision is the big picture of where you want to invest time, energy, resources, and love. Also, while a lot of things in life are out of our control, life is also, to some degree, what you make it. A personal vision statement is your way of saying, I want to take responsibility for my life and the choices I make and not just let life happen to me and say, oh, I guess that's just the way it is. 
When you take time to step back and evaluate your life and your priorities, this allows you to be intentional. You're planning ahead. You won't live with the regret of, I wish I had just spent more time with my family or traveled more or moved back to my hometown or whatever it is. You're recognizing your priorities and investing time into this process so that you can make good choices. Because at least for me, and I'm going to guess for you, determining that personal vision statement, it actually is a little bit difficult to think about what your biggest priorities are. Now, you might be the type of person that immediately knows this is going to be a difficult process for you, and maybe it feels a little overwhelming. Or you might be the type of person that thinks, well, I already know what my priorities are. I don't need to write that out in a statement. So first, person number one, if you were overwhelmed by this process, it's going to be okay. I had the same reaction when I started this process. I felt really overwhelmed by the thought of putting all my priorities into one little concise statement. Like, how am I supposed to do that? Also, to be totally transparent, I was at a point where my work-life balance was so far off and I was spending so little time doing things outside of work that I actually enjoyed that I kind of forgot what my priorities were, which is horrible. Some of them were more obvious, but others weren't. And I needed to take some time to evaluate that for myself and decide what are my priorities. And honestly, that allowed me to enjoy my life outside of work so much more because I spent this intentional time thinking about what was most important to me. And that allowed me to step away from work much more easily. Now, if you belong to that second group of people that thinks, well, I already know what my priorities are. I don't need to put them down on paper. I don't need to do this personal vision statement. I'm already really clear on what I want. I want to talk to you too because I think there is great value in doing this intentionally so your priorities are right in front of you. You might think that you're really clear on your priorities and a few of them are probably really clear to you. But if you look at your life holistically at every area, have you clearly defined what your priorities are and what they are not? It sounds really simple and obvious, but honestly, you guys, most people don't do this. They assume this job or this client or this type of work or whatever, they just assume that they're currently doing what is best for themselves or at least close to it. They assume they're doing what's best for their businesses and their lives. And they don't actually spend time away from the business to be able to take a deep breath, see the whole picture and consider what the most important priorities are. Also, I think this can get really clouded by seeing what other people are doing around you within your industry. It's really hard to get clear on what you want if you've been living most of your life and running your business according to what you see other people doing. I see a lot of people with a clear drive towards what they want in their business, but they haven't taken a step back to look at their personal life and their life as a whole what do they really want their business role to look like at a very high level? And if they do that, they'd realize that their clear goal that they're working towards in their business, that actually isn't very aligned with the life they want to be living. It just looks really good because other successful business owners are doing it right next to them. 
So I told a story on this podcast a few weeks ago, and I think it's worth retelling. So if you've heard this before, bear with me and listen in again, because I really do think it's a valuable analogy of what my life was like before and after I created a personal vision. So here's the analogy. It felt like I had been running around and around in a maze, and I thought I was on a racetrack. I had put my head down, and I was just running as fast as I could, but I had no idea where the finish line was or what it looked like, let alone how to get there. Creating a personal vision statement was like someone said to me, hey, pick your head up, look up. You have to decide where you want to go. And what is crazy about this story and this feeling is that in the moment, I thought I knew where I was headed. When I started the business, I was just trying to get into this race. It didn't matter how long or short it was or where it was headed. I just knew I wanted in. It looked good. And so I started running. Along the way, I saw other people, fellow business owners, running right next to me or just ahead of me. These were people that I admired. These were my competitors. These were people that I thought I should be modeling my business after. So pretty often I was following right at their heels. They had it all together. Look at them. So if I follow them, I'd be bound to hit that finish line, right? But as soon as I picked my head up, I looked up, I stepped back and saw the bigger picture. I realized I had basically been running in circles. I also realized I don't have to do this anymore. I can choose my final destination. And surprise, it was actually pretty different than other people right next to me in the race. And to go one step further, I said this last time I shared this story, I realized that I wasn't in a race or a competition at all. It was simply a journey, and I get the pleasure of planning out my own route on that journey in my own time, in my own way, to my chosen destination. So your personal vision is like you deciding where you're headed. That's what I did. I decided where I was headed. What's my destination? Because you do get to choose. That's one of the beauties of being a small business owner. And the route there might change over time. And even the final destination will probably change over the years. But you have to know where you're headed if you want to go anywhere at all. So bringing it back to your business, because I know that's what you care about, and connecting it to why it's important to grow and scale. If you don't know where you're headed, you're not going to be able to put all your energy and focus into that thing. Understanding and creating a vision for your business starts with understanding your personal life and what you want that business to look like so it can power that vision that you have for your life. A part of personal vision is your business because you enjoy it, right? So part of your personal vision is about your business role and what you want to contribute on a weekly basis to your business, what you want that to look like in your life. But there's so much more than that. And once you understand that, you can begin to build the framework for a business that you love, that's going to work for you, and that is not going to burn you out again and again. So here we are at the very beginning of this process, building a personal vision statement, writing that out, having it on paper or somewhere that you can see it regularly and using it as your guiding light, all of your decision making and planning. So we're going to talk about how to write a personal vision statement now. And before I get any further, I want to let you know that I do have a free workbook that will walk you through this whole process. There's three steps involved here, and that workbook guides you through the process 
to give you a result that is super personal to you. So if you want to download that and work as you listen to this episode or work on it later, it's at hannahbjorndahl.com slash vision. If you're listening to this episode when it first airs, this is a great time to work on it because it's the end of the year. We're gearing up for the new year. And if you're listening to this episode at some other point in the year, honestly, now is the best time to create a personal vision statement. So don't wait on this. Go ahead and download that workbook. Or if you want to do this on your own, if you have your own idea of how to write a personal vision statement, that's great too. And I am going to walk you through kind of the steps, those three steps, so that you know exactly what you're doing. So the steps we're going to be going through are one, reflecting and dreaming, two, prioritizing and refining, and three, bringing it all together. So in this first step, step one of reflecting and dreaming, the goal here is to reflect on some major areas of your life. And in my workbook, I outline eight categories that typically cover pretty much all elements of your life and reflect on those things. How are those categories going for you in your life? The main goal of this step is to allow yourself to reflect and then dream big without any boundaries at all. As entrepreneurs, most of us are already dreamers, but along the way, we can get a little rusty at dreaming big and thinking outside of the box, or we forget to use that in all areas of our life. So this is your permission to dream as big as you'd like. Even if you don't think that dream would ever come true, if you could never make that a reality, this phase is for you to dream as big as possible. I hope you write some things down that seem way too good to ever come true. Dreaming bigger than what seems possible, this, that's an essential step in creating your personal vision statement. You've got to get it all out there and be honest with yourself about what that dream really looks like. So let's go through some of the categories that I would suggest thinking through at a very high level. And again, if you want to grab my workbook, I go through each of these categories and there's also some questions for reflection that you can ask yourself that really go into depth of each of these categories. But some categories to consider are one, people. So relationships, family, friends, the people that are most important to you in life. Two, your health, so your physical and mental and emotional well-being, anything that goes into making you a healthy individual. And these are in no particular order, by the way, but those first two I think are really, really important. Three, hobbies and recreational activities, the things you enjoy outside of work doing for fun. Four, personal growth and development. How do you want to grow as a person over the course of your life? I think I'm on number five now. Maybe I'm in number four. So five, humanitarian things, giving back. How do you want to contribute to the world and make a positive impact? Next, work-life balance. Now we're getting into talking about your job. So what do you want your work-life balance to look like in an ideal world? How much would you enjoy working versus time off? What do you think is best for you and what is that best and most fulfilled life? What's your work-life balance look like in that best and most fulfilled life? Next, your business role, your daily work. What do you want your work days to look like? What do you want your role in your company to be? I think this is really challenging to us as creative entrepreneurs because we created this business probably because we enjoyed creating the thing that we do. Like for me, when I started my business, I didn't consider myself a 
business owner or entrepreneur, I was most excited to do photography as a job and photograph weddings. But over time, my business role has changed a little bit. So maybe you are still enjoying the craft that you do and you want to be very involved in that. Or maybe your passions have changed a little bit and you enjoy working on the bigger picture stuff. Or maybe you want to do a little bit of both or something else entirely. That's what I mean when I say business role. What role do you want to play in your business on a daily basis? And finally, the last category. And again, this isn't an exhaustive list of categories. If there are other big picture categories in your life that are important to address because they're a priority, those should definitely be added in. These categories that I'm sharing, they're just a starting point for you in thinking about the things that are most important to you in your life. So this final category is money, income and financial stability. And I will say that this category I think is important for every single person, but it's also different for every single person. And it comes last for a reason. And that reason is that once you identify all the other priorities in your life, money should simply be the power source to be able to do all of those things. Money should never come first because if money doesn't have a specific purpose that it's being used for, it just becomes unnecessary greed. So really consider all those other categories in your life. And then and only then can you figure out, well, how much money do I need on an annual basis or a monthly basis or whatever to power that life? So that's step one, just reflecting upon those categories and dreaming. And again, feel free to add any categories that that might have missed. And if you want true reflection questions that are going to help you think deeply about each one of these, you can download the guide at hannahbjarndahl.com vision. So once you have reflected and started dreaming about some of those big priorities, hopefully you will be writing this down on paper. I think it's very valuable to journal it out, to write out all of your thoughts. Then once you just kind of have it out there, you've thought about it, you need to take a step away. Don't jump right to step two. Take your time, let all of that sink in, and then circle back to those thoughts at least 24 hours later, if not longer. You need a little space to let some things sink in. This is a long process. It's a long-term process too. So things in your personal vision statement ultimately are going to shift and change over time. So at this very first step, you want to take time to make sure you're not rushing it. I'm going to pause from this episode for a minute to talk to you about what I think is one of the best ways to elevate your business's market position. Let me tell you about our episode sponsor, Baskin Co. If you've been following me for a while, you know that in the past, my website was a struggle. I spent hours and hours of time trying to find a great web designer, but I found that it was really hard to find someone who was willing to take a deep dive into my very specific and very real website needs. Enter Megan Baskin from Baskin Co. Baskin Co. is a modern website design and brand strategy studio that works with creative entrepreneurs like you so you can book your dream clients, increase your prices, and elevate your market position to break into the luxury market. While her website designs are absolutely stunning, BCO also specializes in creating highly strategic designs that will drive your business towards your biggest goals, which is one of the many reasons why she is the best. Megan actually cares about the why behind your website. 
Baskin Co. redesigned my own website. And during our big rebrand, she was the true MVP. She walked me through every step of the process, paying attention to the smallest of small details that made the biggest impact. Most BCO clients opt for a payment plan and just for being a listener of this podcast, Megan will cover your first payment. So that means your first payment is free. Just make sure you mention everyone wins. So if you want a stylish website that takes your business to the next level, you can connect with Megan at baskinco.com. That's B-A-S-K-I-N-C-O.com or on Instagram at baskin.co. Now let's get back to the conversation. Now, once you've done that, you can move to step two, prioritizing and refining. Now, a big part of the reflecting and dreaming is thinking about priorities. But now that you have all of this out on paper, you can start narrowing down what are the biggest priorities? How would I group these things together? Which of these things actually doesn't matter that much? What do I want to prioritize? And then once you do that, you can refine your statement to include the things that are very most important. My guide has a portion where you actually analyze your answers. It helps you kind of think through and parse out what you have and then bring that together. This is a step where you want to be looking for themes in what you're writing. What is sticking out to you as most important? What keeps coming back to your mind? And then once you start narrowing that down and prioritizing, you're going to be ready to start writing out a first draft of your personal vision statement. Now, there is one step that if you have a significant other in your life that you make decisions with and that is significantly impacted by decisions that you make, then step two is when you actually share that with them and you take time to make sure that you're on the same page, right? That's really important because if you're making really big decisions for your business and your life, there might be someone that needs to be involved in that. And there might not. That's something that only you can decide for yourself if that other person should be included. But if you decide that yes, they should, then now's the time to bring them in after you've had a little bit of time to think and reflect. So a couple more notes about sharing this with other people. So when I first started working on a personal vision statement, I did not consult Evan. I just went through all my priorities and started writing this statement. And then I had my finished statement and I shared it with him. And I realized that while most of it was very close to, I think, what he would have said his own vision was for our life, some of it was a surprise to him or was something that he didn't necessarily perfectly align with. And that's a hard place to be in. But I want to encourage you that it's very normal to do this exercise and have the significant other in your life either disagree on some points or just in general have a hard time coming around to this idea of a personal vision. I know for Evan, who is a realist, he heard this and was like, well, how are we going to do that? How's that ever going to work? Are you, do you really think that's realistic? And he hadn't been going through all the steps I'd been going through. And he didn't realize that I wasn't proposing a business plan and a life plan that I wanted to get started on right away and accomplish by X date. I was just painting those broad brushstrokes of what I thought my best and most fulfilled life would look like. It took some time to get him on board and to understand because 
even though I had to really stretch to dream big on this process, he had to take an even bigger step. He is not nearly the dreamer entrepreneur that I am. And so it took a little bit more time for him to understand what I was working on, to come around. And then he actually spent some time considering his personal vision, which was really great because we were able to come together and see where those things overlapped. And we made sure that we weren't running in two different directions without realizing it. So again, each person, each couple is different. You might not need to share this with anyone or you might need to. But if you do have a significant other in your life that is either dependent on you, that you make decisions with, or even just that you make decisions with in general, you might find that sharing this creates a little friction. And that's okay. Don't be discouraged. Do be open-minded to the feedback. And more than anything, don't be like me and be a know-it-all and say, well, you didn't do this exercise. You don't understand how great it is. Give that person some time to come around because chances are they will eventually. Honestly, whether you are just working on this yourself or you do end up sharing it with someone else, this is a long-term conversation about your long-term dreams. The most important thing is that you're working on it right now and thinking intentionally about what kind of life you want to live. My workbook actually has a whole conversation guide section for people with significant others who want to work on things together and want to share. There's a whole conversation guide for how to have that conversation and grow together and build something that you both can be on board with. So if that's something that you already anticipate you would like help with or you want to create a personal vision that also really makes sense for you and your significant other or you and your entire family, then that's going to be helpful as well. And if you are making decisions on your own, that's cool too. You can just skip right over that section. I do have a lot of resources in section two in general, just to start narrowing down and prioritizing what is most important for your personal vision statement. And then we have that final step, step three, bringing it all together, writing a formal personal vision statement. Now, this is not as scary as it sounds. It's not some like fancy paragraph with all this beautiful language that perfectly ties everything together. It can be if you want it to be, but what I suggest is simply making a bulleted list that starts with my personal vision is to, and then you list each one of those items below that. You can have as many or as few items as you want, but I would suggest only having a maximum of 10 bullet points and a minimum of five, but every single person is different. Remember, you want this to be concise and all encompassing and holistic of your life, And you also want it to be clear and action oriented. So when you make a decision and you hold that up to your personal vision, you can say, yes, that's getting me to this point or no. You also want each one of those bullet points to be something that you can easily say yes or no to when considering whether or not you're living out your personal vision. You want it to be as clear as possible. And each bullet might not be as clear as another, but you do want to make it very action-oriented and very measurable in terms of knowing if you are living out that vision or not. I've got some examples of what a final personal vision statement might look like within my workbook, but I will say that I encourage you not to look at those examples until you've given it a try for yourself because even a personal vision statement for a business owner who's much different than you still might accidentally influence your initial 
priorities. So do as much as you can to write that first draft without those examples. And then once you've written one, feel free to take a look at that just to get an idea of what the format looks like and what the length looks like and how each item might be action-oriented and measurable. So once you've developed this first draft of your personal vision statement, do know that it will change over time. Like I've said, over time, you will be refining this and it's even worth reevaluating it every few months, every six months, at a minimum once a year because your business is going to be growing and changing and so are you. So way to go. You've written your first draft of your personal vision statement if you are working on this as you listen to the podcast. And if not, I encourage you to download that guide and work on it as soon as this episode finishes. So let's say you've written your personal vision statement and it's time to use it to positively influence your business and your life. So first thing, just the act of writing out this statement alone is going to help you get your priorities straight and it's going to become a lot clearer where you're headed with your business. But here are a few other things you can do to make sure your personal vision statement really is your guiding light and that it influences your business so that you can grow. First, make sure that personal vision statement is visible. If you don't see it regularly, it's not going to become a reality in your life, right? You're going to forget about it. So keep it someplace where you're going to see it regularly and maybe even consider putting it out on your desk or framing it or posting it on the wall next to your computer or you could even make it your phone's background. Whatever you can do to make it visible regularly, it's gonna integrate into your life a lot better. Share it with close friends and family, so not even that first person we talked about, but some other people in your life that are slightly further outside the circle but still close to you. I think by putting it out there to the world, or again, at least people that you trust that are close to you, it makes it a little bit more real. Make sure it's visible to you regularly. Next, allow it to influence you. Anytime you're making a major decision for your business or for your life, this personal vision statement should be front and center. Remember, this is your guiding light. If you are making a decision in your business and it seems like a really good idea, or if you have a new idea that you saw someone else doing that you think would be really, really great, but you line it up with your personal vision statement and it doesn't really match up, then your answer should be no, do not do that thing. Allow this statement to influence you. And that brings me to my third piece of advice, which is just simply to trust it. Sometimes a decision based on your personal vision might feel a little counterintuitive to what you want to do, but don't lose focus because this is a realignment process. You are teaching yourself to make decisions for the long-term good of your life not what in the short term might seem like a really good idea. It might seem like a good long-term idea, but this personal vision statement allows you to know what you really want long-term. You did the hard work and you can trust your guiding light, so trust it. And finally, like I mentioned before, refine it. But do this carefully because at first you might be tempted to continually refine this statement again and again. Be patient and after you've completed your first draft, don't touch it for like a full month after writing it. And then from there, you can make adjustments in the first two or three months until it feels really right. And then after that, I would encourage you to refine and review and update it on about an annual basis. 
Now, one caveat to this is that if you are a business owner that's newer to owning a business and your business is growing rapidly and changing rapidly, then you might need to reevaluate this a little bit more often. You might need to reevaluate it on a semi-annual basis or a quarterly basis because your life is changing rapidly. So it is important to learn the balance between continually changing your priorities and continually adjusting to reevaluate what is most important based on the changes within your business. So that's how you write a personal vision statement. And again, if you want help doing this, if you're not sure where to get started, I've got a free workbook that outlines how to do this and walks you through each step. And you should definitely check that out. It's at hannahbjornall.com vision. And it will also be linked in the show notes so you can find it easily. Once you have evaluated and written a personal vision statement, you can move on to starting to plan for your business. We're not quite ready to write out a business plan. Remember, that's the B in the word vibe. So we still have a lot of work to do before getting into the nitty gritty of business planning. But you do want to cast a vision for your business just like you did for your life. You've spent time visualizing your best and most successful and most fulfilled life. Now it's time to determine how your business can power that life. I heard an analogy once that a personal vision and a business vision are like the two wheels on a bike and the back wheel when you're pedaling, you know, is the wheel that's powering the bike to go forward and the front wheel is the one attached to the handlebars that steers the bike. Your personal vision should be like the front wheel. It should be steering the bike and telling it where it's going. That back wheel, that's your business vision. That's the wheel that is powering your life and helping it move forward to where you want it to go. A lot of small business owners, they reverse this. They let their business steer their life and then their personal life or lack thereof powers the business to go forward. You don't want to live a life like that because you will burn out and you might be experiencing that right now. But you did the work to create your personal vision first. So it's going to be so much easier to make sure that your business is powering your personal life. And really, that's what the next three weeks worth of episodes are all about, creating that business that powers your personal life. I've said this a lot already, but really all four elements of vibe overlap with one another and build upon each other. So there are other elements of vision. And as I went over The overview in last week's episode, I talked about this when I was talking about vision. Those are things that are actually woven in to identity, business plan, and even execution. So you're going to see that as we go on, that this theme of understanding vision is incredibly important. But this is where I'm going to leave you today. We've walked through how to create a personal vision statement, and I hope this was really helpful. I also hope you'll download the guide and get started on that so that when we circle back to next week's episode, you are ready to get started on thinking about your business's identity. I want to be a helpful resource to you as you're working on this, so feel free to reach out. You can send me a DM at Hannah Bjorndahl. You can shoot me an email, info at hannahbjorndahl.com, or I would love for you to join our Facebook community, and you can find that at hannahbjorndahl.com slash Facebook. 
It's always a pleasure to record these podcasts for you. I hope you'll come back next week and in the following weeks to hear more about Business Vibe and the next three elements that we're going to be talking about, identity, business plan, and execution. Especially if you're listening to this as the episodes come out, this is the perfect time of year to be doing these things to set yourself up for success in the new year. So, Again, shoot me a message if you have questions, join our Facebook community, and if you haven't already subscribed, make sure to do that so you don't miss any of these next episodes. Thanks again for joining me, and I'll see you next week.